Okay. Good to Recording. go. Yep. Yeah, we'll put it in. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so we now begin the tenth bracha. Kibbutz Goliath. So uh, what I want to begin with is the famous Gemara of Megillah Yud Zayin. Megillah Yud Zayin famously talks about all of the brachas the Amida and why they are there. Some, are, uh, and the order of the brachas is also answered. So some are presented as, uh, for instance, Rafua is the eighth bracha because after Bris Mila you need Rafua. Eight, very nice. And the ninth bracha is presented, uh, you know, uh, because uh, the ninth uh, parak of Tehillim contains uh, David praising Kodesh Baruch for wealth. But then all of a sudden you get to the tenth bracha and the Gemara changes gears. It, doesn't, it no longer says, why should it be the eighth or why should it be the ninth or different questions like that. It's actually talking about a con- continuity of events, a chronology of events. Listen to the Lashon of the Gemara. Kevin Shinik Right, loma because the pasuk we quoted last time, right? Am Yisrael is about to make aliyah. Kadosh Baruch is going to make sure that there is um, an economy. And then the, the Gemara continues. After this kibbutz galios, then there's going to be din b'rishayim. The Gemara continues. Right, once rishayim get there are, are no longer, then sadikim rise up. And how does uh, Tzaddik have his glory raised up? In Yerushalayim. And after Yerushalayim is built, then Mashiach comes. And once uh, David comes, then there's going to be Tefillah. After Tefillah comes, then comes Avoda. And then the Gemara, again, changes, back, changes gears. So to speak, the, the Gemara is explaining that the brachas the Amida, at least some of them, at least the Geula brachas, are a chronology of events, which is amazing, right? Which means there's going to be an economy. There's going to be an industrial revolution, which is going to change the world economy forever. And from there, we're going to have Kibbutz Galios. And after that, we're going to have... Uh, the Rishayim going down, the Tzadikim going up, and after that we're going to have Yerushalayim being built. And after that, Mashiach is going to come. Oh, wait on a second. I thought there are, there, there are some people that say you have to wait for Mashiach in order for Kibbutz Galias to happen. Isn't David going to do the Kibbutz Galias? Isn't Mashiach going to do the Kibbutz Galias? According to this Gemara, no. According to this Gemara, there's going to be a Kibbutz Galias. And then, after that, listen, listen to, 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 to what um, the Gemara says. Since Yerushalayim is built, then David comes. After Am Yisrael returns. Now you might say our returns is tshuva. But clearly it's not because the, the Gemara is quoting this Pasuk as a proof that after Yerushalayim is built physically, that's when David is coming. Because... After Am Yisrael has returned, after Yerushalayim is built, then Mashiach is going to come. Yeah. You mean David as in Mashiach? 
Yeah, yeah. David is, is the Ben David, right, right. The, the, the Gemara, yeah, assumes that connection. Oh, so, so what's amazing about, the, uh, about these brachas, all of these brachas, is that it launches us into an idea that there's progression through history. And you can mark your point where you are in, in the map. In the map of history, where are we up to? Well, here we are in Kibbutz Galias, right? 50% of Am Yisrael, almost 50%, we'll see. You know, got to take a census. We're mamish hovering over 50%. Ruba Kukulo, right? We're mamish hovering over the moment when Kibbutz Galias has happened. Amazing. And Yushalayim is being rebuilt, right? Around us, we see cement trucks and... And, and things building up the shuls that have been destroyed. What a moment to be alive. I, uh, I often shop in an Arab uh, shop in the Shuk for, for parts, uh, you know, for I don't know, screws and... I know that shop. What? I know the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I remember on, 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 on Yom Atzmaut, uh, I told him, oh, I, I'm going to st- stop working. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be able uh, to come uh, late time. I'm going to be in, in, you know, in shul, in davening. He said, why are you going to Daven? I said, well, it's going to be Yom Atzmaut. He said, oh, I thought that was like a political thing. I said, no, and you've been Davening for 2,000 years for something, and it finally happens. It's about time to say thank you. Right? And, and he got that. Right? And I think it's important that we get that too. Oh, so let's go back to the beginning. Sound the great shofar for our freedom. And raise up a banner to gather in our exiles. These two phrases come from two different prokim in Yishayahu. Tekav v'shofar gadol echeroseinu happens to be this week's Haftorah. Yishayahu perakav zayin. And there, Yishayahu talks about how there's going to be a terrible churban, a terrible galos. But after that, v'yaa b'yom ahu yachbo tashem b'mishbolet hanar and you'll be gathered in one by one, Bnei Israel. will be on that day. The great shofar will sound. And those lost in Eretz Ashur will come. And the uh, suppressed ones. That is Yishayahu Kafzayim. The other phrase of San Nes Lekabetz Galeyotenu appears in Yishayahu Perek Yud Aleph. Vaya b'yom ahu Yosif Adonai Shenit Yado Liknot Et Sherit Amo. And will be on that day, Hashem will once again stretch out His hand to acquire, to take the leftovers, the, the people who have survived, the survivors of His nation. Venasa Nes Lagoyim. Interesting. And a banner will be raised to the nations. And he'll gather in the rejected ones, the suppressed ones of Israel. And the ones who are spread out from Yehuda will gather from the four corners of the world. Four corners of the world. And, and the, uh, the, the, the jealousy of Ephraim will be removed. And the, the aggravators of Yehuda will, you know, will stop. Ephraim lo yikanet Yehuda. Ephraim will no longer be jealous of Yehuda. Yehuda lo yatsur et Ephraim. And Yehuda will not pain Ephraim. Will not? Cause pain to Ephraim. Where, where is that written? Uh, Yishao perik yud alef. Yud alef ad yud gimel. Now the question is, 
What is, the, what is the meaning of these two phrases? So if you noticed, the sanes, the word after that in Yishayahu is lagoyim. And in fact, the Mitzurah David picks up on this point. He says, when we're talking about taka b'shofar gadol al-choroseinu, I'll read you the Mitzurah David. Taka itaka shofar gadol. Hu inyan mashal lomar, kula mikpitzu v'yavo. Ke'ilu taku b'shofar. It's like a marshal. It's not going to be a real sound of a shofar. It's a marshal that's going to be a sound that calls everyone to come. It's a sound saying, come, come. Hear the difference. Sanes isn't for Am Yisrael. Sanes is Lagoyim. That they should have in their will to push us out of their lands and send us back to Eretz Yisrael. It's as if they know that they're supposed to send the Jewish people back. Isn't it fascinating that the way history unfolded was exactly this. There was a will that rose up within Am Yisrael and said, let's go back to Eretz Yisrael. The whole Zionist movement. But there was also a Christian Zionist movement. I mean, people have many things to say about this, and obviously we don't support Christianity at all. But isn't it fascinating that there are millions, there are more non-Jews who are Zionists than Jews? Just because there's like 50, you know, 72 million Christian Zionists, and that's more than the Jews are. How, how, where did that come from? What's going on? The answer is, somehow, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us, in Yudanov, and the Sudhastavid brings it down, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to inspire the Goyim, to send us back to Eretz Yisrael. They're going to know somewhere deep in their hearts that the Jews need to be supported in their return, need to be sent back to Eretz Yisrael. Fascinating. Maybe we'll end with uh, the famous analysis of, uh, of Rav Kook of Tkab Shofar Gadol. What does it mean, Tkab Shofar Gadol, the great shofar? The beginning of Masechus Rosh Hashanah, there are three kinds of shofars that are described. Lechatchila shofar, a kosher shofar, and a, and a shofar of a behema tmea, which is kosher bidiavet. Lechatchila, kosher, kosher bidiavet. Again, you have the shor, the, the, the keren shel ayil, the horn of an ayil, which is lechatchila, any kosher animal, and a treif animal, if you blow that shofar, it is kosher, but bidiyavet. Question is, how does, that, uh, how does that make any sense? What does that mean? So Rav Kook says it, this reflects three kinds of aliyah. There's lechatchila aliyah, there's kosher aliyah, and there's bidiyavet aliyah. The, the, the lechatchila aliyah is a Jew that has a longing to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he realizes the best place to come grow closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Eretz Yisrael. That's the best place to do it. The second best kind of Aliyah is a Jew who's not necessarily interested, so interested in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But what's motivating his Aliyah is being close to Am Yisrael, being connected. That's also kosher, very nice. And then there's the Chaya Trefa. Now, when Rav Kook gave this Rasha, it was in the Churva, in the year 
where Hitler was, uh, became Chancellor of Germany. And he said, there's a third kind of Aliyah. It's terrible. It's the Chaya Trefa. It's the one that sends us to Eretz Yisrael because we're running away from murderers. We're running away from anti-Semitism. This is terrible. But your Yodse. Your Yodse because the Jewish people make it back to Eretz Yisrael using this. But we don't make a bracha. And so when we say not only are we davening for Aliyah, but we're davening for Am Yisrael to be inspired to make Aliyah for the greatest of reasons. For the reason of being close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not just, not just, um, not just to make Aliyah, but to do it for the best of reasons. The rest of, of the bracha, so in, in a sense, the first two phrases of the bracha aren't Aliyah itself. It's the call for Aliyah. Number A, to Am Yisrael, and B, to the Umas Olam to send us. Right? Lagoyim is the next word in Ishayao. If you noticed, in Yishayahu Aleph, the psukim that I read there weren't all connected to uh, Kibbutz Galios, right? It was all about no more hatred and no more jealousy between Ephraim and Yehuda. And because there's, there's a great tragedy that can happen, which is, even though we come together, we're still divided. Even though we're geographically close, we still have so much machlokas dividing us. And the goal of, of, of being together is to really be together. And that's the special tefillah of a kaptsim yachad me'arbakan fasaretz. The truth is that maybe it's easier to work on achdus in chutzlaretz because there aren't so many Jews there. And the Jews that are there, no one's really powerful in chutzlaretz, right? No one's the, the prime minister and no one's running a political party. No one's powerful. There is no power of Jews in chutzlaretz, right? There's a little bit, but it's not... It's not the same. We're not running the country. And so the machlokas can be so much less because we're so much less powerful. When we come back and we have our own country, we have Israeli politics. Because all these different Jews have so many different backgrounds, so many different ideas of how to, to run this Jewish country. And so what happens? Machlokas. But the truth is, this is the greatest testament to the will of Achdus. Because the truth is, a Jew could say, you know what, I don't want to have that, all, that, all those complications. I don't want to have to live with all those other Jews. Let me live amongst the Goyim in England, in America. And I won't have the headache of dealing with all the other Jews. I can just be in my little community with all the people that are like-minded like me. And I don't have to have those conversations. I don't need to talk about, about Talmud Torah and the army and, and Chil Shabbos. And all the, let the Goyim do whatever they want to do. And let the Jews in this country do whatever they want to do. I don't need to get involved. And here, here everyone's involved in everyone's business because we all write the laws together. Who's writing the laws here? The Jews. And so, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to Am Yisrael and said, do you want to be together 150 years ago? Do you, are you interested in being a nation again, in being one nation again, with all your diversity, with all your complications? Am Yisrael answered HaKadosh Baruch Hu and said, yes. We want that. With all the challenges, with all the difficulties, with all the machlokas and everything that divides us, we want to be a nation again. Oh, 
One more pshat, and then we'll be done. Famous pasuk in this week's Haftorah that we already quoted this evening. What is the difference between Ovdim Be'eret Ashu, lost in Ashu, and Nidochim Be'eret Mitzrayim? And those pressurized, those suppressed in Mitzrayim. So I believe it's the Sfarno that says that there are two kinds of Goliaths. There's Ashu and there's Mitzrayim. Ashu is Milashon Ashirus, wealth. And Mitzrayim is Milashon Mitzrayim, suppression. Two kinds of Goliaths. There's a Goliath which is terrible and difficult and, and tragic. And there's a Goliath which is full of wealth, full of money. And both are challenges, right? Soloveitchik famously called the Didofek, right? Quoting Shir Ashirim. That's talking about Ashu. You're stuck in Goliath. You can't get up out of your bed. You can't go to your beloved. When he calls you and says, come to me, you say, well, I've powdered my hands. I, I, I've moisturized my feet. How can I get out of bed? He's a quote from Shir Ashirim. And Rosalovechik explains, oh, this is the, the classic shot in Shir Hashim, this isn't Rosalovechik, that this is, Rosalovechik said it, it applies to our generation. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, come, come back, I'm ready to take you back. And I'm saying, no, it's too comfortable where we are, we can't leave. It's too difficult to get out of bed and leave the castle, which is my prison. But it's too difficult. That's one kind of Golas. And then the other kind of Golas is the Nidochim, the pressure. In the bracha, in the end, how we are chosen, we say, Baruch HaTashem B'Kavetz, Nidochei Amo Yisrael. Maybe it's a mindset switch, where we have to feel suppressed wherever we are in Chutzlaretz. Even though there's a Golas, which is called Ashur, and with Ashirus, maybe the only kinds of people that can ever make Aliyah are the people that aren't so interested, aren't satisfied. They feel Nidochim, even in Medinas Ashur. Even in a place with all the money, all the things, they still feel nidachim. Those are the people that HaKadosh Baruch can convince, come home, be here. We've got to take it seriously. We've got to mean what we daven. It's, 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 not, it's not right to say these words again and again and hope that we can uh, move back to, to where we came from. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. Right? It has to be a dream. Maybe it's not practical. Da, 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 da. But if this isn't a dream that you have, you have to daven more. Right? What is tefillah? Tefillah isn't just asking for things we want. Tefillah is, as the Gemara calls it, avodah a working on our hearts. Sometimes there are things we want. I'm sure everyone wants money and health, right? That's not posh. But does everyone want to make aliyah? Okay. There's avodah shibalev. There's an avodah. Are we interested in Moshiach? Are we happy? We're happy learning the way we're learning, happy davening the way we're davening. Our Tarragon loves to say there are two things wrong with the way we do uh, Chagim nowadays. Number one, it's not what's written in the Torah. And number two, we don't care. Right? Okay, Nachon, we're doing the best we can in the current situation. But are we dreaming of a better situation? Are we davening for a better situation? Do we believe the better situation is actually better? Right? Say tonight. Say tonight isn't supposed to be sitting around a nice dining room table in London or even in uh, Tel Aviv. Save night is about sitting together as a family on a hillside, somewhere near the base of Migdash, and eating in Korban Pesach. That's what Save night is supposed to be. And if we aren't dreaming of that, as opposed to what we have right now, so we need to daven more. We need to realize what's, what's so special about those things. What's worth dreaming about? What's worth wanting?
Hashem, as we walk in ourselves to dream more, to, to envision the greatest future possible through tefillah, then HaKadosh Baruch will see that we want it and give it to us as we daven.